All right. So, Charlie, I have questions for you. Okay. So, I we've we, we've talked a lot about gritty and Philadelphia. We have. They're, they're Philadelphia. We have. Yes. We've talked the podcast about the nightmare on fuel yeah. that is. Yes. We've talked about this. Um. So. I don't know why it just happened to come up, but like, I had a lot of stuff in my newsfeed about various other mascots, um, and I specifically did not link them to you guys because I wanted your fresh, freshest possible perspective on this. So I know for the audience, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, I will kind of narrate this as we go along here. Uh, if you can go ahead and look at the Wicked Awesome Cast channel, I'm linking you. Did you know there's a counterpart to Gritty named Gritney? Yeah. Have you seen her? Yeah. Okay. So, what the fuck is up with Philadelphia? Um. Oh, okay. Oh, Philly's I, Philly, man. I, yeah, know, I, I have a few friends friends from Philly. What is this? What is this mascot shit going on with fucking Gritney? Like, well, so Gritty doesn't actually exist. It's just it, it's just Gritty in a bikini. Yeah. There's more than one. That's my concern. I have... Why is there more than one, Charlie? I- I'm sorry. Uh, have you not met furries? <laughs> I know. I know this, is not, this is not furries. This shit is fucking terrifying. I don't know how you go to sleep at night knowing there's a fucking Gritney out there. I, if the same way I go to sleep knowing there's a Philly out there, I guess. I don't know. I, <laughs> uh, you are you are familiar with the with the uh, unofficial phrase, uh, the unofficial, I guess, catchphrase of Philadelphia, right? No. Fuck around and find out. To the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode two twenty seven. What's up, boys and girls? This is uh, this is the gang. We're all back together finally. I uh, I'll learn not to fucking think I'm a superhero at thirty four and be like, yeah, no, I'll do the podcast. Uh, after extra life, uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> so anyway, I'm back, uh, and I am joined, of course, by my cohorts, my partners in crime, my Web wicked awesome cast pairing. Of I hate friends everything here. about this word salad you're putting together. Just FYI, I, I'm making the worst fucking. I'm going to the salad bar of words and just grabbing every single fucking thing I can. I'm like that really annoying kid at fucking Sizzlers. It's just grabbing whatever the fuck I can off a salad. See, bar. I'd compare this more it. to like you're the guy that went up with a bowl and somehow comes back with like nothing but dressing, but like layered in an abomination. And then like. Puts French fries on top of it to hide his shame. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the worst part, I'm not gonna eat any of this fucking. Stuff. Oh yeah, no, you just got it to get it. it. None of it because I'm just a piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> I'm joined here today, of course, with my cohorts. We've got Charlie, aka Modak, and of course Henry, aka Kraken Zero, uh, who used to be also Nomad Hard, but he, I guess he consolidated everything. It's been a couple of weeks. We can stop talking about this. <laughs> The, the, for the Henry, formerly known as AKA, AKA, AKA. <laughs> Until he's a fucking logo for uh, copyright reasons, we can, we can stick with just current ones at this point. 
the podcaster formerly known as Nomad Heart. Yes. Yes. But yeah, we're back. We got video game news, I think. I want to preemptively apologize for all of the uh, ice puns Alex is going to make during this podcast. And the I number don't. of times I say, I really hate saying it this way, but blank is cool. Yep. Nope. Nope. No, no. no I, I take no apologies. Or I make no apologies. Oh, I know I you don't, puns. but I can. If I'm making puns, I'm raw-dogging this podcast with puns. Sorry. Nope. Everything about that sentence I also hate. Here <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, Alex is just giving it to this podcast raw, just in the back of, like, a shitty VW Golf or something like that. Being like, yeah, take it, podcast. I, I hope is with me some, today? I do not like I this. I hope you have some protection for your earbuds, because I'm raw-dogging your head with this podcast. Oh, that sounded kind of bad. Yes, yes, it did. I... <laughs> oh man! Uh, yes. So, how are you, gentlemen? Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. Even I'm uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> uh, how are you, gentlemen? I'm fine. <laughs> fine now. Yeah, I. <laughs> So if we just want to get to it this week, and maybe we should because we got a bunch to get through because we actually played some games this week. Uh, yeah. I, I got another reminder of why I will probably, for the rest of my life, at least as long as I'm playing video games, I will probably always have a console, at least in some form. Oh? So, because uh, I think we we all played Assassin's Creed, uh, not Assassin's Creed, uh, Destiny this week, right? And we're going to talk about that, so I should probably leave that yes. towards the end or... We should just all talk about yeah. our weeks and do a collective talking about Destiny. Yeah, that sounds like an idea. Yeah. So I played another game this week as foretold in Twitter and stuff like that and various listener mail. I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I spent three days attempting to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla before I found out that the graphics card in my laptop, which has been capable of playing a lot of games it shouldn't, like Anthem, which was a jittery mess on a bunch of shit out there, it played. It plays mm-hmm. Destiny fine. It plays Elite Dangerous fine. Like it played Gears of it played Gears of Wars five fine. Like it, it does work for a surprising number of games that it shouldn't. For whatever reason, Assassin's Creed Valhalla when it goes to fire up, there's a whole line of graphics card, the uh, GTX 900M series that do in theory have Direct a uh, 12 support. They have them. They're the point of those cards. It just doesn't requ- uh, recognize the 12 the Direct 12 on it kind of thing. So I spent days trying to fix that and then kind of finally gave in and was using and was playing Assassin's Creed on my main computer and I have I had some other issues with that. Like there's a point in that game that you can get to where the game will just literally get stuck forever unless you like quit out of the game, go back into it, change your settings all the way down to low, save, then bump them back up to like medium save, and then play through that one cutscene, and then you can put it back to whatever fucking settings you want. Like, holy crap, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, from a, like, technology standpoint, is fucked. Like, I, I haven't... It seems to be Ubisoft games. Every couple of years, I'm like, maybe I should just go full PC gaming again, like, I'll miss out on some stuff on PS5 or whatever, but, like, it would make sense. And then I play a Ubisoft game, and it's like... Oh, yeah, so here's a major, like, kind of borderline game-breaking bug that, like, there is no fix for. And, like, 
Oh, it's only on some hardware, right? Nah, it affects like 70% of the player base. What? And here's like 100 websites that are talking how to deal with this issue specifically. Like, I now have to go about certain missions so as not to overwhelm my very powerful computer with too many things happening at once. Like, it's so fucked up. Like, it's... The game is glitchy. It is bizarre. Like... But... Mm-hmm. I fucking love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Dude, I, I, have, so I have a couple friends who've been playing it, and they fucking love it. Uh, it is really weird playing a video game that is the direct sequel to the TV show Vikings. It is also <laughs> really weird playing the Assassin's Creed game made for people that do not like Assassin's Creed games anymore. Like, this game basically is sitting there going, like, remember how much you liked Black Flag? And I'm like, I did like Black Flag. And how you think all the games since then have been a little bit much? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. What if we gave you a game that was actively making fun of basically every Assassin's Creed game since Black Flag? Go on, go on. What if we gave you a character that, like, isn't ever going to actually be an assassin? Eivor, the main character of Assassin's Creed, looks like the assassins are in the game. They're hanging out at your camp and stuff like that. It's um, they're, they're cool. They are the best versions of the assassin in franchise history because they they kind of suck, but they're also kind of aware that they're like, no, we're not the good guys, and we're definitely not like we're the better guys, but we definitely murder people, and like we chosen to side with the Vikings, who like in the same breath will say we should work to being good neighbors with our like neighboring kingdoms, but also we need supplies. Go raid their asses. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is fucking fantastic if, like, it's it, it also does more to move forward the, like, real-world metaplot than the last, I, I almost want to say, decade of the game's have in the weirdest way possible. Like, I have not, I, I looked up kind of some quick synonymous stuff just to kind of be, sorry, synopsis stuff to be kind of cued in on it. I missed nothing not playing Odyssey or Origins or all of Unity or like really anything since Black Flag. That story has stagnated. And like, you can get all of it from context in Valhalla and you can fill in the dots super easily. Like, it's a super weird thing to be like, Wait, you didn't have to play any of these last games to follow this meta narrative. That kind of sucks. But then also, the Viking shit is amazing. Like, it's a shitty stealth action game. It's an amazing Viking simulator. Which it happens to have Assassin's Creed moments. And I know we ragged on this game a lot for how dumb the Hidden Blade is. And you know what this game also says? Hidden blades are stupid dumb. Why would she like the game is aware the hidden blade is in a dumb location? And its explanation is that like so timeline wise, this is back when the assassins were cutting off their ring fingers so they can do the hidden blade thing. And your main character literally looks at the assassins and goes, Why would I hide the super intricate masterwork of a weapon? Also, I don't want to slice one of my fingers off to use a knife. It is, like, this fantastically, weirdly self-aware thing, the Assassin's Creed games, and I really hope that this is just the end of the franchise at this point. Like, that really just sounds really dumb. Oh, like, yeah, it's super dumb. The last several games didn't even need to have Assassin's Creed slapped on them. They could have just been other games, like a new series. Yeah. and It's the same way I felt about some other games I've just seen, like, 
you know, completely changes and it's just like, just call it a new fucking series. I know, and, and you're not wrong for this. Like the 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 Assassin's Creed stuff is there, but it's so kind of withdrawn. Like I have yet to actually stealth assassinate anyone because why would I? The like the, the the upfront raiding combat is good and fun, and like the stealth parts of this game are so removed as to be a tad insulting to Assassin's Creed fans. Like I, it's. Unless you're here for the meta narrative at this point, I do not know what Assassin's Creed fans are getting out of this game. Like, I am playing this game because Viking historical tourism slash I get to play as Eivor, the coolest Viking in video game history in a long time kind of thing. Like, it's. And the game leans hard on the Vikingness of it. Like, so I'm testing it right now because I was kind of curious. So I'm playing. At, there were three gender settings for the game male, female, and strongest signal where they swap it back and forth. I'm 20 hours into the game, I want to say, and you start the game off as female Eivor, and I've yet to swap because the game will automatically do it for you. And I think, like, they're saying, yeah, female Eivor is canonical to this game, and female Eivor is fucking amazing as a character. Like, A, because the game does some cool stuff with scale. Like, there's occasionally, like, weirdly giant people but more importantly, every fucking Viking in this game is like six foot two compared to all the other people in the game. It's funny, but you get it. It, it feels accurate in a weird way. Like they were bigger people physically than most of kind of England, and as a result, people are like, "Holy shit, that's a giant person!" I'm actually a woman. Holy fuck, you're gonna eat me! Uh, it's yeah. It's the game plays with the Viking stuff really well. The raid mechanic is pretty solid. The like base building township stuff is there but it's not like super annoyingly in the way it's it's fun like it's you raid to get supplies to build up your town like the the town resources and the rest of your resources are totally separate from each other you need the town to get access to certain stuff so that's your motivation for doing that and the main reason to raid is to build up that stuff and the raiding parts are fun the raiding parts are also kind of the weirdest disconnect for the game because it has this problem where the game, because it's a Ubisoft game, will not take a strong political stance. Like, Eivor is aware she or he or they are not a good person. Like, they they are Vikings, they have murdered a lot of people. Like, there are numerous kind of little side things in the game of people, like, having post-traumatic stress disorder from, you know, being a Viking or being the consequences of Viking raids and stuff like that. Like, it's the Vikings in this game are kind of aware that what they're doing is, like, the cultural equivalent of just, like, bullying constantly, and they're fine with that. Like, they're they're not trying to, like, judge up and make that okay, but the game tries to, like, make you okay with it. It's like, no, when you raid, like, a monastery, you're only fighting soldiers, and I'm like, I definitely shot that priest with an arrow because I thought they were a soldier, and not because I needed to, and the game's like, eh, you shouldn't do that, and I'm like, but I'm pretty sure they did do that, so it's weird playing these weirdly moral Vikings that are more than happy to, like, one sentence be just shitting all over the Catholic Church, which, the game has a weird amount of kind of stuff to say about religion, which I didn't quite expect from this game, but, like, won't take a firm stance on it, like, they, they literally have characters in the game that have sworn, like, I've devoted myself to Christ and are secretly serial killers. Like, the game has... It, it truly embraces the Kojima storytelling approach, which is subtlety is for cowards and I ain't no coward kind of thing, which 
I both enjoy, like, this is truly the most, like, B-movie level game I've played in a long time, but with, like, AAA values. It is kind of ham-fistedly written at certain points. Like, not all the stuff is great, but the stuff that is great is a lot of fun. If you're looking for just a, hey, I want to be a Viking video game, it's real cool, but also you'll have, like, dumb moments where, like, in the middle of raiding a town, I could walk into a building and challenge someone to the drinking game in the game. Because if you'd walked into the town under stealth, you could have just done the drinking game. It's me going, am I really going to engage in a game of power chugging mid-combat? You bet your ass I am, as the building around us is on, like, fire. Me and the uh, Avor and the Sempeer just kind of knocking back horns of mead. And you're like, oh, this is so goddamn dumb, and I love it. Yeah, it's it's a hot world. It's a open-world hot mess. Like, it's... I, I, I've heard the last two have also had their kind of weird technical difficulties. This one is no different. Like, fire is way overpowered in this game. It's like an insanely hilarious degree. I might take a picture of it. But like, I dropped a torch into a boat, and the boat, the water in a 10-foot circle, every tree within like a mile radius went up in flames in like seconds. And I'm like, oh shit, that's hilarious, but also I needed that boat. Yeah, fire is the most dangerous thing in this game, A, because it does a shit ton of damage to you, and B, it spreads like no one's business. Like, why is the water on fire? Because this game's physics engine is busted in the best way possible. But this is also, like, the same game where Eivor is just, like, free-climbing mountains with eight giant axes on her back being like, Yup, I invented free-climbing, uh, free no safeties here, and no stamina system in effect here. The combat's good. It's got kind of a Dark Souls-y stamina thing going on. Like, I, I really enjoy it now that I'm into it. The first chunk of the game, you're in Norway, and I think that part is bad. Once you get to England, it's... I went from being like, ha, huh, maybe I'm not a huge fan of this game, to I am so goddamn in on this game. It's ridiculous. Like, in a week where Destiny had an expansion and Valhalla came out, I've actually played more Valhalla than Destiny. It's uh. just kind of It's just kind of weird to me that it's like, the combat in that game's just gotten to the point of like there's no point in being an assassin and it's really dumb. It's like Oh absolutely in not. Very, yeah. In the very first game, like you have to hide and because like being out in the open and just trying to fight people out in the open, you'll just get surrounded by guards and get killed. Like it it actually gives you a reason to be an assassin and to, you know, hide in places. Even the second one still somewhat holds that in that, like, it benefits you to hide more often than to just engage people in yeah, combat. The, the second one had the problem where it had a bit of a broken parry system where you could just, like, murder an entire town as long as you got that parry timing down. This one's a little more combat-focused. Like, you have a sh- you can have a shield. The parry window is a little bit more kind of condensed. Like, it, it's really weird playing this and Ghost of Tsushima in the same year because they are very similar games. Like, they are very... And it's weird, because Tsushima's definitely a better game. Like, the combat for it is so good. But there's a funness to Valhalla that Tsushima never quite got going, I guess, for me. Like, and maybe it's the fact that Valhalla cares so little about its story. Like, it's just like, go do Viking shit. But what if I go do Viking shit? And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, it, it, it's very weird, because like, it's... I don't normally play these types of open-world games, but they're both kind of, like, warrior cultures I find cool, and as a result, that's enough to make me play a video game. And they both kind of give you that wish-fulfillment fantasy of, like, I want to be a samurai, I want to be a Viking. And, like, those parts of the games, they both nailed 
so fantastically it makes you kind of overlook some of their other shortcomings. But yeah, no, to your point, like I do not know why this is still an Assassin's Creed game. I do not know why this game is just not called Valhalla, the next entry in the Ubisoft historical tourism franchise. I think it would be better off for it. I think you could do more stuff if you stripped out, like... And that's the weird thing. Like, the Templar thing in this game, or the, the Assassin versus Templar stuff, like, you, you you are hanging out with Assassins. This is the first time since, I think, Assassin's Creed 2, I haven't thought that whole part of the game, like, not the Animus part, the actual Assassin's Templar stuff, wasn't incredibly lame. Like, they do a pretty good job of framing it in this game that actually makes it, like, it's not, like, A, you're not an assassin, so you're kind of an outsider looking in at this weird organization, but B, the motivations kind of, like, at least in this time period, make a little bit more sense and are a little bit less kind of clandestine. They're like, yeah, no, we're trying to overthrow some real fucked up dictatorships, and you get to see, I guess, at least when you get to England, you get to see kind of, like, who's siding with Templars versus the assassins kind of thing, and the assassins are much more covert, and maybe it's not playing in the kind of helps this angle of, but they, they are very much, like, not the Order of the Assassins. They're these two dudes that are being kind of ambiguous about what they're up to, but also like, if you know Assassins, you're like, oh, they're obviously Assassins. Like, they teach you the Leap of Faith, they give you the Hidden Blade, like, they're... It's weird. I think the story of Assassin's Creed's Assassins is served better for me, like, you not playing it at this point standpoint, because it lets it unfold. Like, you're doing stuff for them, but it's kind of more like, yeah, if you're off doing this and you happen to kill this person, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's just kind of weird at this point. I, it, like I said, it's just like, it doesn't need to be an Assassin's Creed. They could just call it something else. It would be really weird if, like, Ghost of Tsushima would have been infamous Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. Like, this, I, as much as I'm enjoying this game, this should be the last Assassin's Creed. Like, the, the parkour thing in this game is the most ridiculous thing in this game in some Why ways. would you need it when you can just kill people with your big fucking axes? Well, you still use it for, like, there's a, like, the side activities of this game, again, like, I don't go in for most big open-world games like this, I into the side activities. The side activities in this game are actually really well done, like, mostly because they're not full quests. You just kind of stumble across stuff, and it's a little thing that plays out, like, what... What fully cemented what this game for me was, I was kind of cruising through the countryside of my horse, and there was two people arguing about a grain silo. And one thing leads to another, and like two minutes later, they're out in their front yards punching each other to death, but they won't die. And it's like, okay, resolve this issue. And the resolving that issue is to throw a torch into the silo, hear Eivor go, now you have nothing to fight about and to walk off like a badass. Like, that's the attitude your character has through the entirety of the game, and it's kind of fun playing that in an open-world game, where it's like, no, no, your character doesn't give a shit about this morality stuff. Like, they have their own Norse morality, which is completely separate from the morality in most video games. Like, they don't think they did something bad right now. They think they solved the problem by removing the problem, which, it's so nice playing a game that you're like, what if I just blow up the Grand Silo? You should blow up the Grand Silo. Why? It solves the problem. It does solve the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's... The game is cool. Like, all the side activities are quick. Like, it's you have the main activities, you, you have the main stories, you have the main missions, and then you have raids, and then you have, like, were you strolling through the countryside? Yeah. Did you see some weird stuff? Yeah. Cool. Like, it resolves super quickly. Of the cur- like, 
there's enough supernatural in the game, it feels neat. There's, like, cursed spots that are like, hi, here's a weird challenge. You have to figure out, okay, it's a curse. Okay, that's even weirder for them to throw fucking magic in there, because that's never been in the fucking game before. Uh, it's been in the last two, is my understanding, a little bit. Like, Cyclopses were in Odyssey. That sounds stupid. Oh, yeah, no, I... Again, I, I, I'm not saying, like, from what Assassin's Creed was to now... Again, I do not know why this is an Assassin's Creed game. Like, the map for this game is too big. It could be a little bit smaller, I think, especially the starting zone. That should be a hell of a lot smaller. The skill tree for this game is absolutely ridiculous, and the amount of stealth you have to do is almost non-existent. For fuck's sake, there's an actual raiding mechanic where you and a bunch of your buddies roll up on a town and murder the shit out of its guards. Not stealthily. Like, you could, in theory, stealth around, then declare the raid to loot it. But why would you? That's not what this game is. Again, I do not know why this is an Assassin's Creed game. Please stop making why Assassin's is there, Creed games. Why is there fucking magic now? It's not magic magic, but it's like, oh, you come across Stonehenge, and you do a puzzle, and god stuff. No, that's not fair. You hallucinate, and you do, like, god puzzles at one point. Yeah, there's, like, some mystical... I have not gotten to the mythical beasts yet, but there are like, legendary monsters uh, from, like, European folklore. That's just, that's just dumb. I mean, when you're trying... I mean, the first of the series seemed really tight. They're really going for sort of, you know, some sort of realism, a sense oh, of yeah, realism, no. and, like, historical accuracy yes. to a certain extent to have historical fiction. Now it's just, like, whatever the fuck they can think of. Oh, it's... it's you've not been following this one, because it's a more ridiculous one for this. Like, this is the same franchise that they removed... Like, the first game was we removed the crossbow because it wasn't historically accurate, and this is the game that one of the big pre-order bonuses was a wolf that takes the place of your horse. So you can ride a giant wolf in this historically fictional game. <laughs> yeah, it's... Any semblance this franchise has has at this point to being like historical tourism in at least the main version of it, it's it's not there anymore. Like this game is its own thing, and I wish that like it would stop being an Assassin's Creed game because like one through three of that franchise, maybe a little bit four, which was Black Flag, those at least were kind of of the same ilk. They're not that game anymore. Like once they went to these big open world games, like and they're like where. It was big ass maps. They're more kind of channeling The Witcher than other stuff. They've just been their own thing. I, it's I super. They just need yeah. to stop. Stop being fucking Assassin's Creed because yeah. it's not obviously fucking not Assassin's Creed anymore. Yeah. They just need to give it the fuck up and just grow some fucking balls and call it a different goddamn series. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. I'm having a lot of, again. This Holy is the first shit. Assassin's Creed game I've played in like close to. When did Black Flag come out? Like five, six years, I think, at this point. Like this is this is the first one I've actively played like in a hardcore I wanna play this game manner because Yeah, and this game is too big, the map is way too big, but also it's a really fun Viking game. Yeah, they've thrown out any pretense of what the series was. It's not the series anymore. They should just like grow a goddamn spine and just create a new series. Oh yeah, no, like, like I said, whatever this you is the want. This is the Assassin's Creed game for people that, like, actively hate where Assassin's Creed is at this point. Like, it is it is so weird playing an Assassin's Creed game where the main character is just like, why would I bother doing that? I'm a Viking. Like, it's 
the, the amount of like self awareness that this franchise has stumbled into. I'm not even sure it's intentional. Like, and that's where it gets weird because I think they think they're being clever, and it actually comes off at least to me where it's like, no, no, you guys get there's an entire fan base out there only playing this game because Vikings that only played the last one because Greeks and only played the one before that because Egyptians. Like you have a group that does not give a fuck about the Assassin's Creed part of this franchise anymore. Yeah. And that also, that just means they've dumped. I mean, that's one of the reasons I haven't bought the last, I didn't buy this one or the previous two because they aren't Assassin's Creed games. I like Assassin's Creed games. They haven't made one for like a decade. Oh, absolutely no arguments there. I think the historical mode for this could be really cool. But, uh, yeah. What I, the fuck would it have in it? Ah, uh, there's locations. I, like, the backdrop of history is there. Like, it, you are like Sounds stomping all over it. barely. It, the setting there, the, the setting is historically accurate. The rest of it is not kind of thing. Like it's at, at a base level, there is stuff, but also like you enjoyed the Egyptian one, and that one was equally as ridiculous. That one had chocobos in it, I think. Well, I didn't play that one. I only have a discovery tour. Yeah, you played the discovery tour for it, though, right? Yeah, like that one. I think Trip had chocobos as a rideable animal for like a pre-order bonus or something. But it has actual, you know, historical characters and shit. This one does too. Like fucking who? I don't know European history that well, but I've gotten the impression it references a lot of stuff. Like, all the locations are correct. Like, the character you're kind of following, Ragnar Lothbrok, is a character from history. Is a myth, not mythical, but like a legendary character from kind of Norse culture. Like, I I don't know history well enough to pull the names off the the top of my head kind of thing, but like, what's going on is historically accurate in the way that the Assassin's Creed games have been. Like, you're fighting Saxons, not I don't know what the right except you know I'm expecting a goddamn griffin to pop her out from around a corner. Or I don't think it quite like goes that. that crazy, but also that was in uh, I believe griffins were indeed in Origins. Like I, I God, it's I, so I know you're used stupid. to playing the kind of the history tour version of that, but like the last three of these games have been insane, and this one's carrying on that tradition, and this one just happens to be Vikings. Like again, like. Well, it'll just be another one that I don't fucking buy. Yeah, no, yeah I'm not saying it's wrong to take that stance, but like, acting there's no historical basis to this game. Like, it's there. I just don't know European history well enough to be like, oh, that's what they're referencing right now. Like, people keep confusing you for the Danes because they're not used to Vikings setting up a colony in Europe at this point in time. Hmm. Yeah, I think like the the king you're fleeing from, whose name eludes me because he showed up in the first hour and hasn't shown up since. Like, he's a real person. I recognized his name at the time. Like, I I think Sigan, the guy you're kind of hanging out with, I think he is also someone. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't know what's the real answer. Like, it's it's accurate enough, and I suspect once I get more into actual England, I'm just kind of hanging out where the, in the starting zone of England right now, just doing Viking shit. More of that stuff will pop up. Like, London is in the game, or London as it's pronounced, or something like that. Ludon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's wacky, and and that, I'm also highlighting kind of the weirder parts of the game. Like most of the game is your Assassin's Creed, like go to historically accurate bullshit kind of thing, and but then you're like coming across weird stuff as you go from point A to point B. Like I don't have a gun. Avor is not running around with a gun right now. She's still kind of rocking it with 
axes and spears and swords and stuff like that. I actually don't have a sword yet, I just realized. I've not found you, a sword. You know why? I'm curious what your answer is, because I should be able to pick a sword up off of a person. Uh, like, a lot of people's, especially, like, if you are a Viking, trees are very, are way more common oh, yeah, no, the than steel iron thing, yeah. ore. Than no, iron yeah. ore lying around, so most of your stuff is going to be stick with a bit of metal yeah, on the no, end. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I, I meant that more from a, <laughs> I've killed a lot of people that had swords. I should have found one by now. The, the loot system's a little bit different, where the last two games I've gotten the impression, like, just dumped a shit ton of statted loot on you. This one's more about, like, yeah, you find stuff and you upgrade it, and they're a little bit different from each other. I I, I have, like, three different you, types of hand axes, a couple dang axes at this point. It's like, you know, same reason why like, uh, the shields are mostly wood. Yeah. It's like, sure, swords exist, but only, like, kings are going to be using them, because, like, yeah, iron, making an entire thing out of iron, it's just like... No, most of the Saxons yeah. have swords. Yeah, it's different in England than that, in fucking... That's what I'm saying, I'm in England at this point. Like, I've not found a sword on the ground I could pick up. You just can't pick up enemy weapons. It's... You have to, like, open Probably because you them. wouldn't know how to use one. Eivor would figure it out pretty quick. She's resourceful. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... Probably sticking with the weapons that Eivor has used all along instead of trying picking up one and suddenly being a master at it. Ah no, she learned the hidden blade pretty damn quick. She learned to be an assassin in like a half a cutscene. That's even stupider. Oh yeah, it's yeah, she's with that yeah, hidden blade. This sounds like the dumbest fucking game. I have zero interest in it. I'm not saying you will. Like, it's the do you want to play a Viking video game? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, Valhalla is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, like I want an actual fucking Assassin's Creed game. I then this is definitely not that game for you. Like, I think the last one of those that came out was three no there's been a couple since then like that were more 20 years ago or something now yeah fucking hell yeah, i want to say that london one that you were like that one was probably the last like yes yeah, it's an assassin's yeah, creed game yeah i'd say that one was closer to an unity? assassin's creed game yeah no after unity um unity was fucking terrible that's the first one yeah piece of shit um no uh yeah i can't even remember the name of it I remember it had bowler hats and like mob mechanics too, which was a whole weird thing for that game. But yeah, now yeah, but also like we're at the point now where a bunch of games are starting to challenge what I have graphics card wise, and I'm now finding myself looking at graphics cards in a way I have not in a long time. Yeah, it's it's weird because uh, my my 980 is more than capable of running most of the games out there I'm playing these days, but Valhalla is just giving it fits. Which kind of sucks. But, yeah, maybe a new graphics card eventually. That's Valhalla. We're obviously, I played Destiny 2. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. What have you two been up to? Um, let's see. So, I, uh, two things. I actually played some Destiny 2, and I actually streamed it. Uh, I was on yesterday doing some, uh, yesterday being Saturday. So, You're playing uh, wrong. Yeah, huh? You were playing wrong. I was fucking around on that. Yes, you were. You were. You were playing fine. <laughs> um, that being said, a couple things. D two still not very intuitive. 
it's kind of just like, oh, hey, here you go. I had no idea I was supposed to get the shard or whatever from Zavala. There's no mention of it. So it's... There is. Yeah, there is. There's, oh. there's a there's a thing in the menu that yep. says go visit Zavala's office and get your thing. And also, if you go to the the tower, it leads you there as well. The like season also hasn't technically started yet. Like it starts this upcoming week, which is when the game will prompt you to go get it. Like you could just get it early if you wanted to. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. But it also already does prompt you to get it. I noticed it. Yeah, if you're in the tower. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I logged into the game, it set me right on that first quest, and then just kept me on Europa. Unless yes, I went over that's there. how most of the expansions have worked. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I uh, I got to play that, and that was a lot of fun. Um, this was it was enjoyable. I might stream some more of it. So, uh, yeah. That being said, uh, Charlie, when you mentioned the difficulty goes up. <laughs> as you go through the questing, it fucking does. You I thought I was actually. You thought I was exaggerating, didn't you? No, I noticed it a little bit already to start. But oh man, no, you hadn't gotten to the up. spike yet. Like the first, uh, the second boss fight of Europa is a fucker. Is that the one where you climb your way up the disappearing platforms? No, that's the first one. Oh, that one was a pain in the ass. <laughs> The first so. one is the easiest of all the boss fights on Europa. All right. Wait, which is that the one where you're fighting this one champion guy and you keep working your way up platforms that yeah. disappear and there's that's Vex that's Milk? That's the first on one. The bottom? That's the easiest oh. one. <laughs> oh, I'm in for fucking dues anyway. Yeah, my little, it's, little she only, uh, that one only has a couple stasis powers. The ones later get some bullshit in the best way possible. Hmm. <laughs> Also, can I just say, fucking, the Warlock stasis power is kind of ass. No, it's really yeah. good. No, I, like, I, I, so I was playing through it when you go to the thing where you get powered up for it. That was kind of ass. Yeah, like, so, I, so, so let me explain the arc on this one, because there is an arc. You can't look at how that thing works yet. That thing mm-hmm. is breaking PvP right now. It is really overpowered. You also mm-hmm. don't have the good grenade yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so everyone was kind of like, is this what stasis powers do? And then you unlock them for real, and you can read what the fuck they actually do. Like, I've done a full 180 on the Hunter Super for stasis. But it does does look goofy as hell. Yeah, the the wand is kind of Like, it looks like you're throwing fucking ice cubes at everybody. You are. For, for all for all of the, like, graphical flourishes you could do with that, with ice, ice powers... Looks like he just like raided his freezer and he's throwing ice cubes at people. Yeah, I play Hunter, yeah. so I'm throwing sickles at people, so I don't care. Yeah, no, the warlock one just seemed kind of like ass. Not gonna lie. So it's, as far as this cool stasis power, it's like, eh. it's really powerful. Just trust me well, on that one. He throws ice cubes at people, then he farts ice, and that's like seems like that's the power. That's it. It's. Like a lot of Europa, there's a learning curve to the stasis powers. Understanding the shatter mechanic is not as obvious as it should be. Like, there's a quest that po- that pops up once you have the actual subclass. That explains how to use that mechanic a little more actively. It's it's good. Trust me on that one. I hate warlocks right now. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I did see an article about it being a bit breaking in PvP. Uh, it's the frozen mechanic, yeah. Like, so... Yep. 
Nice it, job, Bungie. Way to introduce another horribly unbalanced thing into your game without fucking testing it. This is every subclass when it launches. Like, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. It's also not quite as bad as people are making it out to be. Yeah. I just thought it kind of was like a little underwhelming, but maybe, yeah, I haven't unlocked it, so yeah, that's where it's... we're at. But... The fact that it's unsurprising to you, that's not good. It means that they aren't learning anything. I just find it fun at this point. I personally want to be broken for a couple weeks. It feels more powerful then. (laughs) I just, there again, it just tells me that they're fucking incompetent. But I'll get into that more when I actually give my review of Destiny 2's new expansion. Yeah, um, so I'm going to be playing some more of it at some point, especially considering I still have some time before the Warcraft Shadowlands comes out, and then we'll see where I am with that. Uh, I also played some Monster Hunter, actually. A buddy of mine uh, wanted to play some Monster Hunter together. So... Iceborne or normal? Oh. Huh? The expansion version or the normal version? Uh, the expansion version, Iceborne. Cool. And, well, I got it on PC. He got it for me. And so I was like, all right, let's play. And, like, it's it's all right. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's maybe it's just not a... I personally preferred... Dauntless more than Monster Hunter. And I think it's more because it was a lot easier to do multiplayer in Dauntless than it is. Oh, yeah, the multiplayer for Monster Hunter is ass. It is 100% ass. So, um, yeah. So we were were teasing them about it, like, oh, yeah, you got us a multiplayer game that's not really multiplayer. It is, (laughs) but it's a bad system. Like, it's. Yeah. When you get used to it, it's a little bit easier, but yeah, it's not a good system. Yeah, so, um, that being said, I, uh, did play a little bit, and it was cool, you know, but, um, yeah. Which weapon did you pick? Uh, I like the hammer. I'm a big fan of the fucking Man of culture, I see, good, good. (laughs) Like, literally just swinging around a big fucking hammer. None of this limp-wristed gun bullshit, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're my friend and not some coward that sits in the back while the real people (laughs) get up there and do the work. Fuck that! I'll charge. I'll charge right at him and then just loopy loop fucking spin hammer yeah. and drop into the fucking combo. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Also, it's very satisfying to do the slide down the hill yeah. of the hammer because you do that fucking like such a hedgehog with a hammer when you slam it down. Yep. That's a lot of fucking fun. So that being said, playing the hammer is is a lot of fun in that game. So yeah. Uh. Oh. And then, I guess, to talk a little bit about real-life news, um, I discovered that when a dentist has to break your teeth um, to get out wisdom teeth, for example, they may miss something sometimes, and there may be a shard of wisdom tooth that was stuck in the socket, hidden under all the swelling, and then one day... Huh? Like a tooth splinter? Yeah. Yeah, oh, the same thing happened to me, so I know what that was. I had a... Because I, I like the right side of my jaw wasn't healing a hundred percent correctly compared to like the left one, and it still felt a little bit tender, but not anywhere as bad. And I had an occasional little like pain spike here and there, but not like lingering. And uh, it turns out the other day I was at work and I felt it really kind of just raw, and I felt around and I'm like, this is sharp in here. Why is this in here? Turns out there was a piece of. Uh, Leftover shattered tooth, like it was like a shard, literally a shard, 
Mm-hmm. in my mouth and I got so mad about it and I was sitting at my desk and I pulled that shit out of my mouth. <sighs> so how do they fix it's... that? Do they have to go back in or you should pull it out yourself? I pulled that shit out myself. Nice. Yeah, it... <clears throat> yeah I, I had to do the same. I remember whenever I had my wisdom teeth like shattered and like, you know, surgically removed, there was still yeah. a shard left. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I had that's no a thing idea. that can happen. Yeah. Like, is it supposed to fall out eventually? Like, what? what's the, like, obviously it's not supposed to be that, but what's the, like... So, I guess but the thing is, like, it'll occasionally, like, how can I put it? It occasionally, like, the swelling... Oh, so, as your mouth heals, it heals from the bottom up. It doesn't, like, just so it'll push it the out. top. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it yeah. pushes it out eventually. And so, it, I guess you had to come out enough where it felt like a little, like, it felt like a little bit of sharpness. And so, I did whatever I could to grab hold of it. And I literally yanked that shit out. Oh, Jesus. Because I was so frustrated with it. Like, I, I, okay, I'm a, I'm a weenie when it comes to pain. Like, I, I, I fully will admit Obviously it. not. But if I get fucking mad, I do not care. Like, I had, a, so, when I was younger, I used to get a lot of ingrown toenails. Like, that was just a thing. And eventually I had one that was so bad and I got so annoyed by it. Um, instead of like just trying to cut the nail, I ran a knife under the toenail and forced it out like by like scraping upward outside mm. the nail. So I've done that kind of stuff before, but Ugh. it's only when I'm mad. Like if I'm really mad about it, like I'll do it. And so the with age the old, mouth, no one hurts me but me topic. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I'm like uh, I'll be a weenie about it until it fucking hurts so much that I'm mad. And so that's what happened. I literally like was like, hey guys, I will be right back. And I was at work, I walked to the bathroom for a second, and, like, after I pulled it out, I, luckily I keep a, a toothbrush and some toothpaste and uh, mouthwash at work, and I, you know, obviously rinsed and cleaned up afterwards, but yeah, no, I yanked that bitch out of my fucking mouth, so. Oh. Yeah. It was a pain in the ass, because I couldn't get a lot of grip, but I got it out. <laughs> and so, I've been kind of just being a little bit more careful as of late because obviously I have this exposed little slit in my mouth now. So, so far it seems like it's okay. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll also tell my coworkers what happened. They were kind of slightly horrified. Um, also some friends. But yeah, that's a thing. Um, and then a buddy of mine was telling me uh, I was like, hey, by the way, you might want to make sure that you get that taken care of because if it's gets infected, you can go septic and all that jazz, and I'm like, oh, cool. So, oh, yeah, mouth yeah. shit is a nightmare in that category. Yeah, it absolutely fucking is, man. I fucking hate it. So, but yeah, so that's where we are now. But yeah, um, other than that, that's kind of pretty much been it for me. I didn't really have much. Uh, obviously, I'm getting ready for the. Marathon, which is not this week coming up, but it'll be next week uh, for Shadowlands. So I'll be streaming all week. Uh, I actually, I'm have still amazed we're getting that game this year. I know, I know. I'm curious to see how it's going to pan out. Um, it's kind of funny. I <laughs> so I have my own thoughts on it, but I guess I'll go briefly into it since I'm playing Rogue and going into the expansion for that one. Um, obviously, when you design four different special abilities, and they're supposed to be like ideal, or like, eh, they, they kind of have, they're all different mechanically, and so you have to find a way to balance it out. 
I guess Blizzard seems to have figured out the notion of what you do is you nerf everything to the fucking ground, where everything is literally just a hundred DPS difference. It doesn't matter what you fucking pick. So, yeah. But that being said, my covenants, uh, the covenants for Rogue are pretty okay-ish for the most part. By the way, just I guess for context, covenants are like one of the four houses you join. In the underworld, that's what you want to hear, though. The the covenant I'm joining is okay-ish, I guess. Like that's that's just what you want to hear when it comes to game content. Well, I'd rather it be okay-ish compared to some classes where it's literally dog shit. That's fair, yeah. Like neither like, of them is a good indictment. Like one of them's like okay, there. It's like so. Does that mean there's like bad ones, or there's like one really good one that's only good oh, for yeah. like paladins? There are ones that are real bad. And the problem with that is like so every class has their own special ability, so it's not like you get the same ability across the board for classes. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's, it's wow. Yeah. Like, that would make way too much sense. Yeah, no. And so, like, you have cases where, like, for example, the ideal one for Windwalker Monk would be god-awful for tanking and healing, so you can't even multi-spec correctly. It's this weird... <sighs> I don't know, man. The people who are doing the design on there, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, but, yeah. And then they're like, I'll make a meaningful choice for RP purposes. And they get mad at theory crafters for figuring out what's the best thing mechanically based off the numbers. And they like, that's bad. Like, so they want to pick you for they want you to pick it for lore reasons. Like I get what their logic is. But they're like, no, we didn't balance it correctly. And they're like, no, you didn't balance it correctly. <laughs> yeah, this isn't an RPG like traditional single player RPGs. You don't pick things for lore reasons. You well, pick things to, because they yeah, perform well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's always this ongoing battle of Blizzard against the meta. We've seen it in Overwatch, and we're seeing it in WoW. So, it's that always being been said, in WoW. Like, that's that's the thing. It's always been well, there. The meta has always been there for a while, but they never had such a flat out like disdain for it until now. I like, Burning Crusade and Sha- and um Frozen Throne had some problems. Some, but they didn't like they didn't drastically alter everything across the board. Like Death Knights were overpowered pretty consistently across the entire expansion for Wrath of the Lich King. Like they didn't, like they didn't change it up completely each tier. Like it was like, okay, well, best healers are this, or like this item's good. Like, ah, uh, someone who played Warlock, yes, they did. Ah, uh, well, maybe for Warlock, but yeah. So that being said, um, yeah. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know and tuning into this, you know, listening to the podcast, I will be actually. Streaming all week on the release of Shadowlands, which starts the 23rd at 3 p.m. is when the actual expansion drops. Uh, Technically, it's the 24th release date, but that's in, like, European time. They're trying to do a global release, so if we do global 24th for Europeans, for me on the West Coast, it is the 3 p.m. 23rd. So, yeah, I'll be... Playing a week and raising money for extra life. I do have some cool challenges that I'll do along the way, like the one chip challenge I have sitting in the box, which will be great considering I just pulled a shard of tooth out of my mouth. So <laughs> that'll be, I'm going to raw dog my mouth in that one, essentially. Stop saying that. It doesn't mean what you think it does. <laughs> Please um, do not raw dog your own mouth. <laughs> or do whatever's you're into, but I, I don't want to hear yeah. about it. <laughs> so uh i'm doing that uh i'm gonna buy some of those spray hair color things and dye my hair various colors i guess for one of the challenges uh well not dye it 
that, like that weird color spray thing. I don't know. We'll Temporary see. color. Yeah. The hairspray paint. Yes, that. Um, and then I guess, yeah, I think I have one at some point where I shave my head or something. I don't know. We'll see. But, or maybe I'll just fuck my hair up for that week. <laughs> like, if somebody wants me to literally just shave two lines into my head, I'll do it. Um, yeah, all just to raise the money for... The reverse mohawk. We'll do... I'm down to do a reverse mohawk. Just one line literally down the middle? Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I will purposely wear earbuds instead of headphones so you can see the full fucking hair. No, no. So. Headphones make it funnier because they sit above the rest of the hair, so there's like a, a bridge effect. Whatever the audience wants, I'll do it. <laughs> the question is, do you have enough hair to do that is the real question. I have... I have plenty of hair in my head right now. So, uh, yeah. Or I might give myself that same haircut I did on my... Uh... Oh. There you go. Came back. <laughs> I pressed the wrong uh, button. Uh. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's all... I'm raising money, you know, obviously through Extra Life, but instead of playing for CHLA, which I've done in the past, I'm actually going to be raising money for Dornbecker Children's Hospital, which is the local hospital here in Portland, Oregon. So... Uh, yeah, uh, they're a great hospital. Been there, visited a few times. Cool peeps. You know, I've been helping out with Extra Life PDX. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. But that'll be my, that'll be my, my stream for the week. So, um, yeah. And I guess, yeah, I'll just plug it really quick. But yeah, uh, Mave Online on Facebook Gaming, Twitch, and, uh, YouTube. No longer Mixer because they're dead. So. The one person yeah. left. Yeah. And that's 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 been my week. What if you could buy Mixer.com yet? I don't know. I think it still redirects you to Facebook. Maybe. So. Well, yeah. That's that's it for me. Henry? Yeah, well, as for me, I played World of Horror. I played a lot more World of Horror. There's a lot to do in it. There's a lot of achievements because the achievements are tied to more content. So mm. as you unlock some of the achievements, you unlock new characters, but also you, you unlock new things that can happen, new occurrences and new mysteries as well. So there's a lot of reason to go back into it. Those Every play is still going to be... I thought it was going to have. Oh, it has massive yeah. depth to it. So there's a lot of reason to go back to it. I mean, there's eight characters, all of them unique. All of them have di kind of different things that they either start with or have or don't have in some cases. Certain abilities. Like, one of the initial ones that you start can just start the game with that is, like, that are immediately unlocked has a camera. And the camera can be used in a few of the... Uh, events that can happen and the camera also serves to sort of stun enemies as soon as you enter combat so they it actually has an effect on enemies as well so yeah uh, every playthrough is going to be very different very unique it's I mean, it's a great game it's just it's very in-depth there's so much you can do and playing it at different difficulties as well as there's a there's a lot to it. It's a very complex game because it's not just the difficulty. The difficulty generally determines what your where your max stamina 
and your sanity levels are, your reason level, what what those levels are, like, as well. And there's another thing, which is, like, your, uh, it's sort of an effect over the world. Like, one of them is, like, met, like, uh, for some reason, like, you start with the bandages, but every combat attack on you may cause an injury, and injuries can be nasty. Like, sometimes they're, like, small cuts and they don't affect anything, but other times it's like, you've broken an arm, or, like, they're... And then you can't, some of them, most of them you can go to the hospital and get rid of. Some of them you can't. Some things that happen to you that are kind of effects, you can't get rid of. And just keep getting worse. And it's, so I mean, there. and then there's a world, a kind of an A timeline and a B timeline. And there are different endings for some of the mysteries, depending on which timeline you're in, timeline you're in, as well as is an effect on so, somewhat of an effect on which events pop up as well. So there's so much to the game. It's it's a huge and complex game and it's fun exploring it. Because I think it's because it's all turn based, so it's never like pressing you for time really. Mm. Like unlike Cultist Simulator where it's just like for me, that was like anxiety simulator because it's just like spinning fucking plates at all times. That was no fun to try to figure out what's going on in that world. And there's there's similarities between the two games in the type of world that they're trying to portray and create. But this one is, you can sit and think about your decisions and think about how things are being affected. And yeah, it's, I don't know, I like that type of, at your own pace thing, especially for this type of a world where there's things you'd like to explore and spend yeah, a little more, more time. You can be more methodical with it as opposed to kind of go, 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 go. Yeah. And you can think about things like, as far as like, I, I feel like it gives you the chance to immerse yourself in the world more because you can read something and then think about it for a while. And then like the horror sets in, like the sense of terror sets in as you think about, that was actually terrifying what just happened and like that was creepy yeah it's just it's an a, it's a fantastic game it's cheap you can get on itch.io i prefer it that way because that way i get point of sale i get to own the game as opposed to renting the game from steam but yeah it, yeah i'm still enjoying world of horror i'm just kind of i'm trying not to marathon it too much because I don't want to run out of stuff to do. And that's that's the thing. It's like, when I'm really excited about something, when I'm really excited about a game, I want to explore everything and want to, like, kind of 100% it. But also I'm like, but if I do it too quickly, then I kind of run out of fun. So I need to, like, stop for a while, like, not play it or play it at a slower rate. I mean, same thing with, like, TV series that I watch because, you know, I get excited about a series I like. I want to see the entire thing. But, yeah, I don't want to, you know, run out of content to have fun with. So, yeah, I have to kind of measure my way through it so I don't just kind of finish it too quickly. Savor it. 
And the world of horror is definitely a game worth savoring. It is there's a whole awesome atmosphere to it that's just fantastic. And it's still in early access, so they're still adding stuff to the game. So it's not it's not even a finished game yeah. at this point. I mean, fortunately, the mechanics are sort of easy enough to where it's like there's not going to there isn't going to be too much to be done to sort of make the mechanics sharper or like not glitchy or something. There's there's some weird stuff that can happen, I'll say, like you can all right, so this is kind of a known thing, but like when you're in the middle of something in the middle of an event and say your sanity dips below zero, your reason dips below zero, or your or your stamina does, or if your uh, if the doom percent goes over a hundred during a combat or during an event, you don't immediately die. You die when the event is over. So you can like go into the well, the thing is, there's always a chance for, like, lowering some things via items or spells, like there's, or spells that can reduce doom or give you more stamina, give you more reason, certain items can do that. And so there is a, or if, when you gain levels, you also can regain stamina or reason if you want. And so there is a way back, like if this happens during an event or a combat. However, you can keep, like, what I've done before is, is like, you can do something, for instance, to keep making your doom go up well beyond 100%, and there's a little, like, well, there's a little graphic beside it as well. There's a percentage thing, but also a graphic. Well, you can make the graph, and it starts to blot out the gla- graphic with, like, the, just a color, just blot it out. Well, you can make it keep going past, way past the graphic, way into the rest of the UI. If you keep making your doom percent go up way past a hundred percent, is it supposed you know, to do that? Is that a stab- glitch? You could, uh, what's that? You think it's supposed to do that, or is that a glitch? It's a well, it's a visual glitch, I'll say, because when the event ends, you still just yeah, the doom the doom ending comes up, but it's but before that event, if it's not over yet, keep making the doom go up or keep making your stamina go more and more into the negative or your reason go more and more into the negative. So, yeah. But, yeah, there, there's obviously some things are still working out. Those aren't necessarily game-breaking at all unless you could do it long enough where it rolls over back into positive, which I'm pretty sure they probably have put something in place to prevent that. But, yeah, it's... But yeah, the game is still in progress, so I mean, I expect some things like that. Yeah, I'm good. And I'm apparently I'm a per- Yeah. And I'm a person that's still obviously apparently still very hard on games because I I always find ways to glitch or break games quite often. So, yeah, it's it's not a surprise that I was able it's to It's an early access HIO game though, too. Like that's Yeah. A little bit par for the course. Yeah. So, but I mean, I found no game-breaking bugs. Like, nothing has been like, oh, the game's just busted. There is a kind of an op- a little bit of an overpowered character that you can get later via achievements. Uh, they have a very good weapon. They start with an extremely good weapon, 
And then they have character-specific perks that make them even better with that weapon. So, yeah, it's it's almost easy mode with that character. But even so, it's still... It's it's not like it's guaranteed, and you still have to be very, very thoughtful about what you do. Because it's not like being great at combat means you're going to do well at the entire game. Like, a lot of the events have nothing to do with combat and everything to do with where your stats are, like your dexterity, your strength, your intelligence and uh, knowledge. And there's a hidden one called luck as well, and you don't get to see what that value is. But yeah, still a great game, still enjoying it, (laughs) still unlocking new content. Destiny time. yeah, that's that's pretty much the only game I really played this week. I didn't really play anything else. I didn't really feel like playing anything else that's fair. for whatever reason. Like mm. I've been, you know, I have these fighting games that I'm starting to get back into, but I just didn't feel like really playing them too much this week, so I didn't. There's also a fighting game sale happening on Steam right now. Actually, now that you mention it, I might actually go pick up that King of Fighters, the new one, since I think you have that one, right? Uh, I don't have fourteen. Okay, I thought you had. 14. I have I have thirteen. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'll have fourteen. See, the one that got the awesome update is two thousand two. Mm. Is that the one where they fix the net code or something like that? Yeah, that's the one that got the net code rollback code. Gotcha. The rollback code is amazing. It's very clever. But yeah, it got rollback code. As did the Guilty Gear XX reload. Long, long title. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, which had the uh, sketchy guy working on it, or at least trying to, kind of gar- trying to backdoor himself, you know, back into the game industry via that. But anyways, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, but you know, I guess uh, I also played. I last just last night, which is Saturday night. I decided to play. A little bit of Destiny too, just to see what the uh, see what the uh, new new thing is like. And uh, should we just go into it? That's what I thought we were going into. Huh? That's what I thought we were going to go into. Yeah. yeah. So me, I don't like it. I think the I think Europa is fine as a planet. Can you I go think to Europa? The intro mission is fine. Like it's fun. It's yeah. You know, Are you physically capable of going? You didn't buy the expansion and stuff. Can you actually go to Europa? Yeah. Huh. Otherwise, what the fuck would I be able to do? I don't know. That's There's my curiosity. like three planets now, and that's the other thing. Like, yeah, they've they've vaulted a bunch of the content, but now the game just feels fucking empty. Wait, how are you going to Europa? You didn't buy um, Beyond Light. No, I didn't. I guess it's included in free. Because Weird. well, let me tell you. What else is there left? Like, if I didn't have Europa, I would have the Europe. I would have the you know the the European Dead Zone, the EDZ, and Nessus, and I guess the uh, the uh, I and think the moon, I can go to the moon. And oh yeah, I can go to the moon yep. because that was um, got the strike still. You've got Gambit. You've got Crucible. Yeah, but I mean. There's a lot less, way less content. I mean, and they did, but the thing is, they didn't really replace it with much. 
I mean, all we got new is Europa. And lost, like, loads of planets. Not just planets, loads of content for the planets. So it's like, yeah, we have the EDZ, but now we no longer have the Armory. I like the Armory, personally. Um, like, uh, Nessus is now pointless. Like, why would you ever even visit Nessus now? There's, there's, no there's literally no point to going there. What's that? There was, no, there was no reason to go to Nessus previously, really. Well, I mean, it was connected with the Menagerie and, it, you know. Yeah, the Menagerie's been the dead Leviathan. activity for a while, though, too. Like, people I, still run it, but it's not been a high-end thing for a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it was something that I could do. And to get certain items or getting certain things I wanted to get. I mean, I was still running the Menagerie up until the very, like, a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's a lot of content gone, and it just didn't get replaced by much. Plus, being a, you know, I purposely did not buy new lights. Because I wanted to see what the free would be. And, like, I'm cut off also from several of the raids, too. And some other content. And some. Well, there's only two raids in the game with... right now. What's that? There's only two raids in the game right now. And I'm cut off from them. So. You can't do. You, you should be able to do those still. Like, those weren't part of New Light or Beyond Light. Mm -mm, they are. Oh, uh, light level wise, maybe. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because nope, the ones that are, are left are. Um, the uh, Last Wish and. God, what's it called? Um, it's uh, Garden. I think I can do Garden. I can't do Last Wish for free. There's, there's, you're cut off from, from some of the raids on free. I know that. It's a huh. fact. Yeah. Um, so there's even less to do. Um, I, it, it's hard for me to really compare because I haven't, I don't, since I don't have, like, both, like, I don't have both the new expansion and not. I'm only doing the free thing, but it's like, man... There's, like, not a lot for me to do except PvP, and that's not really why I enjoyed the game. See, when you say that, oh yeah, there's the, you know, Gambit and Crucible, it's like, that's, that wasn't, that was never the majority of my gameplay. So, that's weird. I mean, there's just so much gone, and so little that's been replaced with. It, that's that's the weird part. It's like, I can get that, no, it's like, yeah, vault a bunch of stuff, whatever. But replace it with something? It's We've just got feels like... That's new. What is that even? Have you not been to Cosmodrone yet? No, I haven't. It's the equivalent of a whole other planet. Uh, oh yeah, that does remind me. Europa has no fucking fast travel and it's dumb. It's got two. It's got as many as the moon does. It has two? I only saw one. It's got two. You may not have unlocked the second one yet, but it's got two. Yeah, I don't like it when planets have, like, I... very little fast travel. I think that's also dumb. It's got as many as the moon has. <laughs> yeah, and I don't enjoy the moon either yeah. because of that. It's just yeah, way I... too much having to just... Well, I guess I'm gonna drive for... 30 minutes to get to the other side of this thing because there's no uh, fast travel near it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like that either. I 
Also, like, there's no fucking plot continuity ever, it seems like. It's like, what? Alright, Contact was probably the most fun seasonal thing that I've done yet. Most people agree on that, yeah. Because it was like Mini Gambit. So now, how did that fit into anything? Did you play the Contact missions you got for doing Contact? Yeah, I played through all of them. I got I got all of that. Did you and get then what it they just were talking had... about? Because uh, those things were basically explaining why the darkness isn't bad. I, yeah, those things were an entire season of the darkness explaining that it's dangerous, not evil, I guess, is the way of thinking of it. Like, it is a destroyed... Yeah, I... But now it's like, but what was the point of contact? It was... Why was all that stuff banked? It was reaching out to you. Uh, now it's like Eris and Drifter, it's like nothing happened. They're just right back to doing what they were doing. Have again. you not progressed Europa at all? Because they're on Europa doing stuff. Uh, Drifter's back on the tower. He's also on Europa. That makes no sense. How he's, can he be in both? Because he's the Gambit vendor, and he has to be in two places like that. Like... That's a nitpick at that point, dude. Like, the Eris... Eris somebody's in two places at the same time? That's not a nitpick. That's a plot hole. They're traveling back and forth. I don't know. Like, that same logic could be how Zavala in two places at once. Yeah, he shouldn't be either. Nobody but, should be in two so places at once. So what you're saying is they should get rid of a vendor because story things have happened. No, they should have a vendor in one fucking place and have that vendor affected by the stories that happen. Like, uh, not like nothing happened, status quo. People I mean, go back and forth. Like, by that same logic, like, Gambit matches shouldn't go from Gambit match to Gambit match at that point. Like, that's... I, Eris and Drifter are on Europa for a chunk of time, then they leave and they come back. Like, that's... They are... If, if you're looking for a continuation of the story, like, I... Dude, by that measure for the entirety of last uh, season, Era shouldn't have been on the moon, and she was. Like, I, I get your logic on this one, but at the same time, like, you have to keep your vendors in the same spot to a certain extent. Like, yeah, because I get through an entire chunk of content. Acknowledge what happened. They do. Not really, not in the vendor You've side. You've got to progress Europa more then, dude, because Drifter has dialogue about that. Like, there are a bunch of quests where Drifter's talking about, like, yeah, no, shit on Europa is crazy. Like, the cryocannon is a Drifter-specific quest that happens on Europa that has some ridiculous bullshit around it. I, You're just wrong on this one, sorry. Like, they have that stuff in the game. You may not have gotten to it yet, but it is there, like, it's missable stuff, technically speaking, but it's there. Yeah, I just don't feel like they're good at telling a story. I just still feel like Bungie is just still drops the ball when it comes to telling a story. They just don't know what they're doing. They're incompetent. Like, I just feel like at all points still, like, not, like at this point, I don't see any reason to buy the new expansion. I have no, zero reason to that's buy That's fine. Online. I'm just saying that, like, those, like, I disagree with you on this. Like your your stance is fair. Like it's, but it's also one of those where I've spent a lot more time in the weirdness that is Destiny lore and the stuff you're talking about. It is there technically. Like it, it's you have to progress it far enough. Like I'm not sure. Like how much time have you actually spent on Europa? I don't know. A few hours. Yeah. Like have you met the Exo Stranger yet? Because that's when Eris and Drifter show up. 
the no I haven't. Okay, yeah, it I think I did. That's when they give you the piece of the shard, right? Yeah. Yeah. You start doing stasis quests. Yeah, I think I, I did that already online. Drifter's weird ass gas mask. Yeah. Yeah, if you did that first boss, you've gotten to... Yeah, because you're doing the attuning with the stasis or attuning with darkness missions by that point. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I, wondering where it'll cut me off. I think that might be it. I think you can do the go to Europa mission because there should be a bunch of story stuff to do, in theory, on Europa. And that, that might be what the disconnect's happening because Europa, generally speaking, has been received as one of the better story narrative things. It's got more cut scenes. All the lost sectors have a story to it. Two of the lost, uh, one of the lost sectors is fucking badass in the story it's got inside of that, and the kind of story word, uh, storytelling they did with it, or the the world storytelling they did with it. Like it's, there's a yeah. I, back, I, I know it's like I'm I'm the wrong one to go into because I'm deep in the Destiny lore, but like Alex, you're following the story so far, right? Like there's, I'm, I'm not making all this stuff up, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm following it for the most part. Yeah, but it's uh, there. Like it's they're, they're explaining some of the stuff, and like Eris and Drifter did indeed show up. They're at that campfire, looking cold as hell. Yeah, they did that really cool montage scene where they're fighting off uh, the fallen. I guess yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And they even have like voice dialogue of the two, like complaining about being around each other on Europa. Like Eris does not like Drifter, but they totally bang. <laughs> it is fan canon. I will not let it go at this point. But yeah, I don't know. I'm no. I, well, I am. I am underwhelmed. No, but I think by that's Beyond Light. I, 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 I think that might be though because you're not actually playing Beyond Light. You're playing like the free version, and that might be like the yeah. You can go to Europa, but there's no story mission. Like so, this is what I was actually curious about. And as someone who has all the stuff, it's kind of hard for me to gauge what the actual free to play version of the game is. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm actually finally getting a good sense of what the difference is at this point because. Previously, you were kind of tapping into the whole weird Stadia bundle thing that was going on that I don't think that's still a glitch you can capitalize on, but who the hell knows? No, well, point. I mean, I had bought the previous expansions. I bought the Moon one. Didn't you? You should have gotten that free. No, didn't you get that free through Stadia? No, I bought it separately as well. I, I It doesn't just transfer to, to your Steam account. Ah, uh, the Season Pass stuff did. Mm, yes. No. Yes. Maybe not the Shadow Keep part, but the season pass content. Basically, uh, yeah, all, three of the four seasons, technically four of the four seasons. If you have, like, I know this because I bought one season pass and it works on both of my platforms. And I, I, it works on all of my platforms. I, I know, I know, confirm works on. PS4. But you bought it. You bought the season. Yeah, pass. but you could also do it with Stadia. Like it was one of the best deals in gaming that you could buy, like base level be a. Technically speaking, you don't have to buy anything to get the free-to-play version, and you signed up for Stadia, and then you got the season pass stuff for free by being on Stadia. Because it's a cross-account season pass. The actual like expansion stuff, that's locked to platform by platform, but the season pass stuff, which was almighty, uh, worthy, and um, like arrivals and stuff, those things were all part of that thing. Yeah, I, th- I think I got those. Well, but of course it doesn't matter because all that stuff is gone. Yes, and being re- but that and a new season starts on Tuesday. But I mean, it's like that stuff disappeared after each other too. Like those weren't persistent things either. You could go back and play Red War campaign. You could go back and that play. That wasn't lobby. any of the seasonal content I just talked about. 
Then what were you talking about? The seasonal stuff, all the new stuff that came last year, like the Red War campaign, that was like way back baseline level stuff. Like that is gone, but also I think they had like not a lot of people played that. Like you had to kind of have people tell you to go play it a because it was hard as hell to find, which is a whole other topic. They also now have a new new player campaign that takes place on the Cosmodrome. That they have a totally new onboarding experience for that because like the Red War was no longer really relevant because you had to have that weird time disconnect where, you know, the tower was visitable, but also it was blown the fuck up in the campaign you were going through. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, but it's, I don't know. It seems, the game seems really empty to free players. And that might be the case, but that's also kind of often a problem with free-to-play stuff with some frequency. But yeah, it, it, it does sound like you don't have any of the Beyond Light stuff, which... In theory, next week it should kick off some more for you because the season will happen. But yeah, it's. I was curious how much of Europa was actually accessible for a free-to-play player. It sounds like it, not much. Yeah, um, there's a. The, I don't like the reset of the triumph system. They announced they were doing that. No one really knows why know. they did it. And I. Well, the one thing is, is like now I'm permanently cut off from getting a catalyst. Because you can't access the previous. They've said at all. they're coming back. Um, the kind of half step they got going on right now is they have that kiosk where you can get the uh, raid exotics that are gone. Yeah, but not the catalysts. Right, but they're gonna do something like that in the future. Like again, we're a week into this thing, so they've said that all that stuff's coming back. But also, like that's why I was working so hard the past month to make sure I had all the catalysts I needed done and acquired. Yeah, I just, I don't know, it seems like another not-well-thought-out thing that they've done, on top of many other not-well-thought-out thing they've done. It's like, just, it's more than obvious now, they should have just said, Destiny 3, we're just making Destiny 3, just buy Destiny 3, rather than just doing this, I don't know, no, and that's... emptying... Emptying it out. You're, you're touching on the weird topic where, like, yeah, a lot of people, like, this was in theory kind of supposed to be that on paper like timeline wise that's if they were still sticking to the Activision schedule that's what would have happened but now we're in this kind of weird thing like I I'm holding off judgment until the kind of first thing gets unvaulted like the from a lore perspective what's going on with the kind of removed planets is fucking weird and potentially really cool because they might get a refresh um you might not actually have access to Last Wish because I think there's some content that kicks off next week that there are um, archons are not I, archons no um, oracles in it which I don't know if you know what an or- I don't know if oracles have shown up yet in Destiny two yeah I don't know yeah one but of the I one of the guys in my class they thought they heard an oracle inside of it and I'm like that's bad but at this point yeah I see no reason why anybody should really buy the Beyond Light expansion. I don't see any reason for it to buy it. I guess in counterpoint to that, I'm having a shit ton of fun with Beyond Light. Like it's there's a lot of cool stuff in there. The stasis powers are fun. I love Europa. Like I don't know, I just don't see any of that. Yeah. I I, I, I mean I think Europa's like as far as a planet design, I I like it personally. I think it's fine, but I don't think it's like Holy shit, this is the best thing ever. I like snow levels a lot. They're rare in video games, and 
seeing a frozen over of snow level is pretty cool. The Clovis Bray stuff's pretty neat, too. The public event where you're fighting the Briggs is badass. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it. I mean, it's another planet. That's, you know, for me, I guess I just right, don't see Right, but using your really same logic, though. removing of a planet and adding another planet should have the same gravitas, I guess, that, like, there are two new planets. They got rid of, I'm doing the math, I had, like, three or four, I think? Io, Mars, Mercury, which no one really liked. Um, Titan. Titan. Yeah. They're only down two planets, two of which were kind of in the first place. But then also removed other things that were attached to some of the still existing planets. I think of what they did for that, actually. Like, like Leviathan, Leviathan... Menagerie, you know, all, well, all the technically ca- the Menagerie is part stuff. of the Leviathan, but that's getting nitpicked. Yeah, at that ca- point. the Callus stuff. Yeah, just say the Callus stuff, and then the Armory are both gone. Yeah, it just seems like I just log in. There's a lot less to do now. Yeah, like, way I, less. No, I, I understand that from a free to play player standpoint. Like I, I'm really curious actually what you can do on your open. It sounds like it's just the free roam and the opening mission, which. I thought both I think are cool, but I understand without the rest of the context, like that would be a very different experience. Yeah, like I, can you even unlock stasis powers technically? I don't know. I, I suspect that's... not. Actually, based on kind of what you're telling me, maybe, maybe not. I'll have to see. I think there may be like a little more of a mission I can do. I'm not sure at what point it's going to cut me off yeah. yet, though. But yeah, maybe I won't get stasis, and that gives me. I don't know, but I, I don't really care about that either, I have to say. Yeah. I don't know, Stasis is a lot of fun. The Hunter one is ridiculous. You get throwing sickles. And they finally gave us a subclass that has a good uh, super and a melee at the same time. What about a grenade? Does it have? Does a Hunter have a decent grenade? Yes, because well, all Stasis grenades are the same, and... The grenades mm. are pretty good. The one you start off with is kind of eh, but it's also kind of cool what it does. It lets you make platforms and physical barriers with it. I, it's it's neat. Yeah, the the time stop one is really cool. The upgrade system for how the new supers work is kind of funky. You kind of you augment how the powers actively work. It's similar to the skill tree they had back in D1. Like You can really mess with how that stuff works, which is pretty cool. The Barrier Grand Ab talk, but you can make it so when it shatters, it like shoots out shards everywhere and stuff like that. It's neat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I've given my thoughts on my yeah. you know first first delve into free to play Destiny Two. No, now and you're touching on the question I've always had, where I, I, the clan I play with is all people that pay for Destiny because it's the game we play the most of, kind of thing. Like it would be like to use WoW as an example for a second. What the fuck would free to play WoW look like? Actually, I have no yeah. goddamn idea. What yeah, did that my, look like? Yeah. Actually, Alex, what would what look like? If you made a free to play WoW. What would you actually like? What would you cut off from the free to play crowd at that point? Mm, the newest content, the way it is now. Yeah, technically, there's a trial, so yeah, that's I mean, not so that's basically what that's and that's going. it. Yeah, yeah. like you'd be like, oh. The Shadowlands are locked behind a paywall. We'd love to send you to defend Azeroth, but we simply don't have the funds from you to get you uh, across the River Styx into the Shadowlands. <laughs> no, it's not. Kind of sounds like we what D two is doing at this point. Yeah, because 
There's definitely stuff. Like, I was kind of surprised you said there wasn't a lot to do, and I'm like, I have too much stuff to do. I have a full quest log again. Got exotics to chase, and the exotics I got out of that thing are fucking fantastic. No time to expl- uh, the No time to explain Pulse Rifle is cool as hell. And the cryo gun, jokes aside, is also cool as hell. That shotgun from the season is pretty fucking Yeah, that shotgun's real cool. It also looks so cool when you fucking reload that thing. Yeah. I'm probably not going to get that either, am I? Uh, you will be on the free-to-play track, which you'll get it later. I think it's around, like, level 15 you get access to it. Yeah, because there's, there's the free season pass and there's the paid season pass. Or the... Yeah. That's the right name for it. I don't think you get the cryo gun. You get the shotgun, though, hypothetically. Yeah, I think you'll get the armor, too. It's just at different points throughout that thing. Yeah, it's it's that... If you're looking at the season pass, it's that entire top row. That's the free-to-play stuff, and the bottom row is the paid stuff. I don't know when the gun unlocks for free-to-play version. But yeah, so far, I'm not really getting a, a feeling any strong urge to play this season. No, and to, be, uh, to your point, the season hasn't started yet, either. They delayed the season starts, so you could just focus on Europa if you wanted to. Yeah, in theory, they're going to bring back something equivalent to, at least repeatable activity equivalent to kind of the contact events and stuff next, in theory, this upcoming week. Like, that's when Season of the Hunt kicks off. I think that's what it's called. His Crow's back, or Aldrin, or whatever the fuck his name is now. Spiders being all spidery. Yeah. Do we want to talk more about Destiny, or we just want to jump into news at this point? I think we can jump into news at this cool. point. News? <laughs> uh, we're going to start the week off with some Stadia news. Um, it's no longer viable, but for a couple days, if you were a YouTube premium, red, whatever the hell it's called now, subscriber... You could get a free Stadia bundle. Already gone in the U.S. I tried. Yes. I saw really? the link and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. And I tried it and it says it's only available in the U.K. right now at this point, but... I also thought about getting one, but I'm like, I don't need two Stadia controllers I don't use. Because I have, uh, I have, um, what do you call it? Uh, the YouTube Music, which comes with YouTube Premium. Yeah. Bundled in, so I was like, oh, hell yeah, free shit, because I've got... I could use a new Chromecast. That'll be cool. Yeah. So. For record, this is the old Chrome. This is the old new Chromecast, not the new new Chromecast. Which the new new Chromecast doesn't actually work with Stadia yet. So of course. Yeah. So. Um. Yep. They're out. They're out at the moment for the U.S., which sucks. But whatever. I don't think they're coming back. I think this was kind of a, like get rid of the, uh, empty out the warehouse type of deal. Hmm. Because they have well, those new Chromecasts, and I don't think they're. I, if I was Stadia, I would not be making more of those controllers anytime soon, but that's just me. Well, shit. You're not really missing out. Especially because you can play Stadia with an Xbox controller or a PS4 controller. Mm. This has to be on your PC. Well, I would use it for mobile. At least on my mobile phone. So I, can I could never get it. to work the way I wanted to, honestly. Like, it never quite worked. It wasn't Bluetooth. You had to plug it into your phone. Oh, because eh. the thing okay. has no battery. Oh. 
Speaking of free shit, Elite Dangerous, a game we've talked about a bunch on this podcast, is free on the Epic Store next week. If you're curious about that, go check it out. Epic. I think I will. Yeah, Elite Dangerous is making a big deal out of that. You're getting the base version and Horizons, because they're all now kind of one big bundle. So if at any point you've been curious about the weird space sim I talk about, now is your chance. You just have to go to the Epic Store to play it. So I, I know for real gamers like Alex, he'll miss out on this deal. Yeah. I might as well just, yeah, we just forget it. Game sucks. It's on Epic Epic Store bad. <laughs> Elite Dangerous does suck, but I also still play way too much of it. <laughs> There's a trend to that. Next up, we got an update on the kind of Twitch DMCA fiasco, and I, I suspect you both got the email this week from Twitch basically being like, we're sorry, we're trying to work through this with you, but also we're not doing anything at all to help you. They're not doing shit. Yeah. Their yeah. fucking Twitter account was like, hey, if you want to avoid a DMCA, just mute the in-game music. <laughs> like, are you fucking dense? Are we you didn't, dumb? We didn't kind of go fully into the details when we last well, talked about this. Well, the problem is, like, they, didn't re- they still haven't confronted the fact that they broke the law by not giving people a chance to, uh, you know, uh, basically say, you know, I whatever, like go in and refute a claim. Like that they are the Twitch has not has not admitted that they literally broke the law there because you have to allow people to to uh con- contest a claim and they did not allow that. They therefore broke the law. So and they have not made any mention to that. They yeah. should get fucking busted for that bullshit. And it's like it, it's 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 so fucking dumb because like you have people who are getting strikes for like literally playing in-game music. Like there's one they talk about for a guy who got fucking muted audio when he was listening to in-game music in WoW. So it's not like this weird licensing situation where he's playing something else. It's literally fucking in-game music yeah, that was made specifically for the You're touching on game. the fact that like, I didn't realize, I, I thought it was just people were playing music they weren't supposed to or kind of got caught. No, 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 in-game auto. music is getting fucking strikes. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that when we last talked, but apparently it's like it's so bad that like, sound effects are causing it to go off now. Yeah! Which is fucking stupid! So, like, I don't know, and then Twitch's approach is like, hey, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. So. No, their, their their approach is basically fuck you. I mean, that's what I got from it. Fuck you. We do what we want, and you know what? People really need to stop fucking putting up with that bullshit. Yeah, but hey, they had they had money to to spend to send people fucking little trailers for GlitchCon so they can enjoy a little fucking hangout, cool stuff for the streamers. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, but Indeed. what the fuck? I mean, yeah, they. But they broke the law, actually, by, by just deleting content without giving people the chance to to contest or contest it. That's a part of the law, and they broke that part of the law. The fact that they aren't being busted for this just tells me that the DMCA is only enforced the way they feel like enforcing it, which is always to fuck us over. I will say, I think I saw some stuff where people were talking about, like, oh... They when Twitch says just mute the audio, people have been playing like Guitar Hero with muted audio, and so it's just them fucking flicking the guitar 
over and over and over. And like they're like, yeah, that's how we get around it. And so like the the viewer hears no music at all. And so yeah, it just it just proves more that it's fucking stupid. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's why it's just. Yeah, and like the crazy thing is, you know who's ahead of the curve on this kind of shit? Like when it comes to playing music, of all people, you know who's ahead of the curve of the shit? Fucking Facebook. Facebook gaming actually legit has a good system for playing fucking music when you stream games. Believe it or not, how does Facebook get this shit right? And they've been in the game way less than Twitch has when it comes to this shit. Twitch are fucking Twitch are fucking incompetent assholes. They've been making this real fucking clear to us for like ever since they've existed. Well, Twitch That's is always it. Twitch staff has always been fucking clown shoes for the longest time, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Oh yeah. With their like inconsistent fucking rule enforcing and all that, like it's just it's no surprise. We still don't know why Doctor Disrespect got banned. Yeah, no one knows. I think they talked about like it was a money thing, one thing, or nobody knows for sure. But you also have things of like people who, like people who would get who do shit that's wrong on the stream, but they're buddy buddy with Twitch staff, so they're like, eh, it doesn't matter. Like you yeah. have people literally say, "I'm not gonna get banned. I know people at Twitch." Like, yeah, what do you expect? Yep. If I mean that's the thing, unless Twitch starts being fucking competent and like consistent, people are gonna keep calling them out on their bullshit. But I think at some point it just, it'll just take a mass exodus from their platform for them to finally realize, like, huh, maybe we shouldn't have been so fucking incompetent and stupid and ignorant. Fucking learn a thing for goddamn one time. Ever in your existence, Twitch. Everyone, back to you. Bunch of fucking idiotic miscreants. Yeah. But, hey guys, GlitchCon. Ha uh, uh, we, we did a TwitchCon digitally, and we sent trailers out to all the fucking streamers and partners. I didn't even hear about the trailers. So hang out and have a little cool hangout area. Huh, huh. Fucking morons. As a typical more money than sense type of moment. Yeah, you can't you can't That's, afford to do any that kind of sentence just encapsulates all of Twitch. Yeah, you can't afford to do any kind of working out some kind of partner deal for streaming DMCA or licensed music, but you can fucking spend money to send customized trailers to fucking partner streamers. All right, guys. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, I mean Amazon is a small indie company. So I can understand why they're being fucking tight with money. Ah, <laughs> uh, let, let, let's move on from this one. The joke's just gonna get bad from that point on. Small indie company, dude! Let's talk about the PS4 real quick. Oh. PS4 or PS5? PS4. Oh. I guess kind of the PS5. Go on. Alright, so we got confirmation that PS4 support will continue for... Three more years because the PS5 is out there. None of us have access to one, even though I really want one now. I yeah, it, it, the PS4 is not going anywhere just yet. It'll still be a thing for at least a little while. They even add some new functionality to it, like you have the PS5 streaming, which now means that you can stream your PS5 to your PS4, which is just the weirdest sentence imaginable. But also, if you have a strange setup like I do, where you have kind of your consoles all over your house. Not the worst thing in the world, kinda. 
It's mm-hmm. neat. It's kind of like their PlayStation Now thing they were doing. Uh, not play the PlayStation Remote Play thing where I could I could stream my PS4 to my iPad. I don't know if I can even do that anymore. They may have gotten hit with this whole Epic lawsuit thing. But I don't know. But at the same time, we got a report that the much kind of talked about backwards compatibility thing maybe doesn't quite work as well as they wanted it to. It, it it's, it's not a huge list yet, but I suspect it will be growing a little bit more. There's over 100 games that have been confirmed as not quite as backwards compatible with the PS4, with the PS5 as you might want them to be. It's not a huge list of games that you're like, oh, fuck, I want to play that right now. But there's some stuff on here. I guess the kind of the... Probably the biggest one, at least in my perspective, is um, Hellblade Sasuna's Sacrifice, which yeah. is playable, but it's got some weird graphical issues going on. I, I'm i not totally surprised by this, I guess, maybe as much as I should be. It sounds like it's like, because when you, correct me if I'm wrong, Henry, like when you do a version of a game, you're tying into kind of some of the specific hardware of that platform, right? Like, you are doing some of the stuff based around, maybe timing's the wrong phrase, but like the chipset you're dealing, you know what the chipset's going to be because it's always the same hardware from PS4 to PS4 and stuff, right? Yeah, generally speaking. So there's consistency in the hardware. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like anything is very specific to a hard... I mean, nowadays, the consoles are just computers. Yeah. They're just PCs in a in a special box. That's it. They're not using any of the weird sort of proprietary hardware that they used to. So I don't get why they would work. They wouldn't work as well. That's, that's what's kind of weird to me because yeah, the PS3 was the last time we saw very proprietary hardware in a console. After that, now all the consoles are just PCs. They're just computer. They're just Intel or AMD computers and that's it. And that was part of the problem with the PS3 was a pain in the ass to develop for is my ongoing understanding. Yeah, so I don't get how, like, it would be like, I don't know, it would be like if I brought a new computer, then none of my games, on none of my PC games worked on it anymore. Well, it's not that they're not working, they're just not working as well as they did previously, and that's the weirder part, I guess. And that's that's weirder, it, the, uh, it's like, oh, I have a brand new computer with a better, you know, video card, and for some reason my games aren't working as well? What? That that actually I don't understand. There has to be some weird proprietary bullshit going on or something because for the most part the new consoles really are just PCs. They're just they're not proprietary like they used to be. So yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's weird. On the uh, plus side though, I've heard that as far as like backwards compatibility between the PS4 and PS5 uh, Fallout 76 is working perfectly <sighs> because it was exactly glitchy, the same. <laughs> it's a glitchy yeah. piece of shit before. It'll be a glitchy piece of shit. You have an actual story about this, or is make another Fallout 76 joke? I'm making a Fallout 76 joke because fuck Fallout 76. <laughs> That's it. down. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about the other big console that just launched, uh, we got. I think my favorite news (laughs) of the week, and it's very rare that I get to combine my two passions, which are idiots doing idiot things and video games in this manner, 
But Xbox had to get out there and pe- tell people to not do vape tricks out of their new Xboxes. It's just... I feel like that's just peak gamer shit. Like, I saw that shit on Instagram, and I'm like, this has to be a joke, right? And the, then I went on the, a site that was reporting on news, and they're like, yeah, Xbox had to get out people to stop doing this. And I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's like people don't actually realize what vape is. It is a liquid spursed in the air. It's not like it just evaporates into nothing. Yeah. It leaves a residue on shit. Which is why, like, you know, people are like, well, I'm indoors, but I'm vaping, not smoking. You're still leaving shit everywhere. Yeah, You're it's, leaving it's not your water. It's, it's a whole separate thing. Yeah, it is It is a viscous liquid. Tiny little bits of viscous liquid that you're shooting out everywhere. Oh, it's not and oil. Yeah, that it's, not even, it's, it's oil, too. It's, people think it's water. Yeah, it's like, oil. it's got oil in it. Like, it's the same no, no, stuff they used to make. Oils. Um, it's yeah, the same it, stuff they used to make uh, movie theater popcorn, kind of. Um, well, it's the same stuff that they use for, like, any fog effect. Yeah. It's the exact same stuff. It's it, it's just now it's carried. Now you put more oils into it so that it has like the you know the tobacco or the uh, the nicotine. Stuff yeah, I, I think it's a little even, different because the fog stuff is super toxic. I think this is a no, no, no. Different. It's the exact same stuff. You sure? Yeah, it's the glycol. I know, stuff? The, the ingredients. Yeah, it's glycol. Mm. Both are like glycol. Yeah, both are glycol. So yeah, I know I this for a fact because I. Is I re- researched it, huh. so yeah, it's leaving little fucking, you know, glycol, sticky ass glycol and oil everywhere. That's yeah, why for those also who don't know what glycol you can't. If you're ever on a dark ride for like a theme park or something, that weird film that's over everything that the uh, smoke machine touches, that's glycol. That stuff is nasty when it collects. Yep, it's slippery. Yeah, and that's why, you know, the people are like, oh, I'm not smoking, I'm vaping. I should be allowed inside. No, you're also leaving shit everywhere. So no, you don't get to vape inside either, you fucking idiots. Do a fucking goddamn one minute of research on the internet. We have this thing that is a million times better than the Library of Alexandria ever was, and people are still stupid about things. Fucking do some research. Yes, we have the Wicked Awesome cast also tell you not to blow glycol smoke into your Xboxes. Or do, yeah. it's a free country, there's no expect it to work anymore. Yeah. You, you know what, yeah. I, uh, I 100% encourage it, because if you're fucking dumb enough to do that, and your shit breaks, you deserve every bit of that fucking lost cost in, yeah. in response on that. 100% you deserve it. And if you return that shit, and like Xbox looks at it and they're like, this is filled with fucking glycol. They should just, like, return it back to your ass with, we're not fixing this shit. I just want a tech to open up an Xbox and be like, why does it smell like passion fruit inside this Xbox? And see someone trying to explain that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You deserve every bit of that fucking L, as far as I'm concerned. As we all know, Xboxes smell like pine, not passion fruit. (sighs) Yeah. Although, let's be honest here, if you're... Maybe you make like a Mountain Dew vape scent or something like that, because it really would, it really just would tie everything together. A, I think that exists. B, I showed discretion this week and didn't put the fucking Mountain Dew hot sauce thing I came across this week in the notes. Uh, It exists and it's out there, Alex. Yeah. If you're going to vape anything, make sure you vape Mountain Dew into your Xbox. Like, that's, that's the way to do it. Don't do this. 
fucking weak ass passion fruit or like vanilla something. No, get some real gamer shit in your fucking lungs and in your Xbox. Vape <laughs> that fucking Mountain Dew Dorito shit. Stop being a little bitch and get the real fucking gamer flavors. And then post the pictures of your fucking broken Xbox. I can laugh at you later. I, not to kind of keep us totally off track. Um, how often have you two been checking kind of like the Facebook markets and the Craigslist people trying to buy PS5s and Xbox Series Xs? No, I stay away from Facebook Marketplace as much as I can. So I don't because I enjoy the shit show. And oh my god, there's some amazing stuff going on right now. Like it is. The asks for them, I think, are my favorite thing, where it's like, yo, anyone trying to unload a PS5 pre-order ticket, hit me up. I'm like, oh, I love this. Let's <laughs> click on this profile picture. Yes, you're exactly who I thought would ask that question. Yep, and that's why I don't buy anything, like, on release date. Ever. Yeah. I just, I think, there's no, there's no real reason to. I mean, Why? Especially, I mean, I guess now you're, it's a little more guaranteed that a console will have decent launch titles. But there's still no reason to buy it, like, have to be, I have to have it on the day of. I have to have the very first, A, the hardware may still be fucky. Yeah, that's why I don't have one. So, like, with the 360 ring of, red ring of death, it's like, yeah, the, the first generations of that hardware may actually be shit. It's it's just a thing, you know. Number two, your launch titles even are going to have, like, day zero problems. So, I mean, it's just... I, I like to see hardware cut or any release thing that I'm interested in. I want to see... I want to get it in a state where it's actually, you know, functional and working and, you know, not, not, you know, not bullshit. So, yeah, stop buying stuff when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Or do and send me one. I don't care which one you do. Where to go from here? Um, now we're talking about Xbox. The uh, Project X Cloud, the Microsoft streaming thing, is coming to more countries. More areas, I guess, is probably the more accurate term. It was just a U.S. thing. They're spreading it out. That's cool. Or they're testing, I guess, more officially. It's not totally coming. But yeah, if you have a decent internet access and all that jazz, you too can try the arguably best version of the cloud gaming option out there. See, where I think it's actually going to hit off big is these is the country like, say, Brazil, where consoles... Costs as much as like a year's fucking wages, but that's yeah. not an exaggeration, by the way. No, I. I it's, also it's think why I... it's why the Sega Master System had a run that was like twenty years longer than in any other country because yeah, Tech Toy of Brazil like got a license to make official ones and they made them for like years because yeah, all the new consoles cost. Because the just the way the market and the economy is there, it's just like, yeah. So I, I see XCloud doing really well in countries where most people, the most expensive thing they have is their phone. I think XCloud could also do well in countries like Korea and Japan, potentially, too, where you already have that really good 
uh, internet structure. And yeah. it's kind of a, you're saving space by not having them. Like, we're not talking about those who don't have them, but both the Xbox and the PS4 are just ludicrously big pieces of hardware. We're talking like small printer sized pieces of hardware, apparently. Like, yeah. We all made our jokes I, about the Xbox fridge, but it's chunky. Yeah, I don't really see it taking off in South Korea because I don't know. It's just, I don't. I was just pulling places with high mobile phone usage and really good kind of readily available internet access kind of thing. Like a lot yeah, of Asian I countries suppose. kick the shit out of U.S. internet just across the board. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I see that the real market is being like, well, China is going to be a huge market for that for it because there again, you're going to have a lot of people in China with phones, but not necessarily like wanting to buy, you know, a, gigantic piece of hardware that they'd only use occasionally. Yeah, I think increasing like the like, space aspects going to become more of a thing. Especially for, like, you know, for their kids. It's like, am I going to buy my kid a $800, you know, in total when you have to buy everything with it, a piece of hardware, or, you know, pay eight, or pay eight bucks a month and they can just play it on their phone that they already own. So, yeah. So I mean that's 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 kind of like a you know as I as I I've mentioned before the Nintendo 3DS and DS and whatnot. There's like a parent who's like, am I going to buy a six hundred dollar console or like a hundred fifty dollar console where the games are like twenty bucks and cheaper? You know, it's like duh. Which one are you going to go for? Yeah, have, have you seen the Cat Williams skit about the um X, the Nintendo 64 versus? Xbox 360? No. It is the epitome of this conversation, where it's like, we can (laughs) buy the Xbox with, like, two games and two controllers, we can buy the used Nintendo 64, and it comes with a bunch of games other kids have already played that they've certified are good and fun to play with. (laughs) Yep. But yeah, I see xCloud as being actually, like, and there again, Stadia, xCloud, similar stuff, it's like, I see it as it, it more in countries where the economy is less so towards that and where like people are less likely to own consoles but are still very likely to have cell phones. Yeah, we so. spend a lot of time dunking on Stadia because Stadia sucks. I don't think any of us are active objectors to the idea of cloud gaming and concept. Like It's just not there by our standards, but also like if it was the only option available, fuck yeah, Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. That it for Xbox news? Yeah. So. Um, let's talk about the weirdest Ubisoft news in a while. In a, in a year of lots of Ubisoft news, <laughs> this yeah. is hands down the weirdest one. So I actually followed this one on Twitter, and I'm really glad this one turned out the way it did because I thought we were going to have a real sad episode today. But yeah. uh, there was a hostage threat situation, not quite sure what the right nomenclature is on that one, called in for the Ubisoft Montreal offices. That thankfully turned out to be a hoax, but like it got the full police roundup, SWAT team assembled, treatment for this. And following on Twitter was a little bit scary. Yeah. But luckily in the end, yeah, it was shown as a hoax, and yeah. the, the police officially reported it as such, so I mean, but yeah, it was, God, it's frightening, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think, I, yeah. 
I think I heard about it after it was revealed that it was a yeah. hoax thing or whatever. Like, I didn't hear about it prior, but, like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was, yeah, it, I was legit like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> a chunk of my Friday was, oh, shit, there's a hostage situation at Ubisoft? Followed by, oh, shit, it's the police have showed up at Ubisoft. Followed by, oh, thank God, it was a hoax. <laughs> Yeah. Followed by, wait, there was a hoax? There was a hostage situation at Ubisoft? Yeah. I, like I said, I, I caught it at the very end of it, so I didn't get the adventure of, like, finding out that it was going down. I just, I caught it at the, oh, it's a hoax. Or yeah. not a hoax, but like a, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Still, though. Yeah. But They've not identified crazy. why the hoax happened or who was behind it, really, so I, I'm curious on that one, actually, at this point. People are real mad about Valhalla's graphics card issues. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it! No, don't do that. I'm not in any way, shape, or form advocating that. Uh, while we're on kind of developer talk, uh, Take-Two has bought Codemasters for almost a billion bucks. Take-Two continues its domination of buying up successful things to maintain being successful. Yep. And, yeah, if people don't... Uh, Codemasters was in charge of, like, Dirt series, which is really good rally series, yeah, actually. It's, I, like, I like rally games. I was going to say, they're, like, they're very highly regarded, maybe not the most popular thing, but for what they're doing, they are unbelievably kind of well-received in the fan bases for them, or just diehard. F1 series as well, and the F1 series I've heard is also good. Yeah. I only, I only really know the Dirt series, so I can't really speak to the F1 series. Mm. Yeah. Ah, uh, where should we go with this legal talk now? Ah, uh, let's go back to Twitch for a second. Fuck okay, it, why not? We should have <laughs> done this earlier. <laughs> uh, Twitch is finally getting a head of trust and safety, followed by apparently a position in corporate world that's trust and safety. Yep. Uh, this was uh, one Angela Hessian. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly who was formerly working for Microsoft on their Xbox team as the head of trust and safety, and now she joins Twitch to... What, in theory, <laughs> does a trust and safety person do? All right, it's about community policing, essentially. Uh, for example, like, she was a head of something called Project Artemis, which was detecting online predators seeking to exploit children, as well as the Safer Wor World Faster initiative. Uh, so it's kind of like a greater sense of community policing and sort of, uh, yeah. And often it comes down to sort of underage, you know, minors on a, they're going to be as part of a, as a, as part of the ecosystem of a, you know, you know, whether it's video games or now in Twitch in video game streaming and chat, but yeah, it's it's yeah. So uh, that seems to be what they're going to be focusing on, and about fucking time. So yeah. So hopefully, uh, Angela Hessian will be able to bring to Twitch what she had headed up at Xbox, which was some very good kind of projects, as well as just a general kind of focus on these areas on the community policing in general. So, hmm. yeah. So, so I guess we'll we'll maybe hear more about this as she actually properly steps in and maybe creates some new initiatives. That's what I imagine will likely happen. 
Yeah, we'll see if it actually does anything either. Yeah, my is question that... is, is the 12-year-old on Xbox Live who says he fucked my mom going to face any consequences is my question. <laughs> no, Alex, because yeah. he did. We found proof of this. An investigation. <laughs> that 12-year-old was telling the truth. Yeah. So, so all, uh, all, you also... Xbox, all you Xbox Live gamers who like to use all those gamer words, you guys are on notice. Well, they were already on notice. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to get people banned for stuff like that, as we know. But also, yeah, and then includes stuff like that too, like what 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 this new position would be in charge of. Also includes things like you know, like bigotry and say you know inclusion and uh, you know safety in general and making people feel secure within their environment. Which, oh boy, <laughs> Twitch. Ah, good luck. Yeah, good I, luck. I I never thought there'd be a job that I think it was easy. I could being a person in charge of kind of keeping Xbox Live from being the hellscape Xbox Live is really. You shouldn't think of that just. Oh, that was the easier job to what you went on to. Like maybe there's yeah. a of job security at this instance, right? Oh yeah, she's she's stepping out of like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, she's stepping into something that is just... Oh, boy! Congratulations, oh you're at the place boy. where we use the swear words we're not supposed to use anymore. Welcome to the place where we invent the swear words of tomorrow we're not supposed to say anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, this is... I do not envy the, the, the environment that this new position will have to try to police, but good luck. Like, honestly... Good luck. I super hope that it that it's successful. It does something, but oh yeah, that's that's not something I would want to do ever. I, I suspect it's kind of like being one of those YouTube uh, content moderators, just like staring into the most horribleness of human nature. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about EA while we're getting litigious, I guess, for a couple seconds here. Um. We got another kind of add-on to this whole loot box thing. I think I saw the really clever article title on a similar topic this week of that uh, EA's loot box themselves into a corner. <laughs> so yeah. So essentially, yeah, this one consists of so there's an automatic difficulty adjusting dynamic difficulty adjusting mechanism in a lot of EA games and most of their sports games basically that adjust the e the AI on the fly so they kind of yeah so the AI is dynamic yeah not and inherently a bad thing no not inherently a bad thing at all but the, what they're saying is it's all right so what's happening is it's making things more difficult if you've purchased player packs Kind of driving people to buy more loot boxes because they don't, they feel like they're not as good as they actually are. So, I, so to make that clearer, it's the difficulty is raising, so now you think you're not as good at the game. So you're like, oh, I need help now. So I'll open up some, I'll buy and open up some more loot boxes so that I can get better at the game. So I have access to more players. A lot of the packs include players and stuff like that. You know, stuff that actually does 
very much affect the game. And so, yeah, that's what they're really... I'm not sure how far this is going to go, but certainly an interesting kind of angle into this thing. So, yeah. Uh, hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know if this will bear any fruit. But I do think it's interesting, the perspective that they're taking of this, and that, yeah, it's it's sort of a meta-narrative, and that's the weird part of this, in that the, yeah, they're going to have to argue that EA did this purposefully to to make people want to buy more loot boxes. So that's going to be, I don't know, That's it's going to be a weird one. And this I, is one I'm, of those ones I have to scrub through some of our really old episodes to find, and I'm not sure how long ago it was. It may even predate the podcast. But I remember a long time ago, like, yeah, back in... Activision. Ex- yeah, okay, you remember this too, where Activision was talking about doing something along these lines, essentially. They literally copyrighted or put in a copyright to have, uh, to make it so that you get paired up with, like, well, so the way Activision was doing it, from what I remember, was Activision would pair you up with people who bought loot boxes because they got the really good items. Right, so so you could look cool, yeah, like, that was the idea they were going for. So it was the push of, like, oh, they were, they got the better guns and skins. And so you got paired with people who didn't have it, and so you felt this sense of like, oh, you don't have it, you're weak, kind of thing. That flex. Yeah. Oh, that was that was Activision actively did that. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. one's more kind of I don't know I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it you know we'll we'll see how it unfolds. But this is more of like I mean this is the you know P versus. PVE. This is player versus the AI, and so and that's where this is coming through. And that's I don't know. That's that's going to be a hmm, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see maybe as it unfolds. But hundred percent would not surprise me. They're doing that shit now. Yeah. Oh no, I no, wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> this is why the last good sports game that ever come out was Blitzball in Final Fantasy X. Uh, Everything about that sense somebody... is wrong. Just <laughs> I was watching somebody play through some Final Fantasy X the other day, actually. But yeah, everything about anyways. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, we got a quick check in on our Apple versus Epic uh, Fortnite payment, whatever you want to call it at this point, microtransaction, ebity hobbity lawsuit. Um, so this starts off with Apple alleged, or Apple kind of argued that. Because Epic technically was stealing, and I put air quotations on that, revenue by this whole kind of circumvented payment system, that they should be owed extra compensation, kind of whatever comes out of this lawsuit. And a judge put the kibosh on that argument, saying, nah. Nope. This is a breach of contract and possibly an antitrust case. But it is, you can, but not a damages like you aren't going to be able to claim damages here mm. beyond beyond the the extent of those two notions. So, so they dismissed two of Apple's tort claims apparently. So yeah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we also yeah. as part of this, I'm not sure if we had the date previously, but it looks like this whole thing will kick off May 2021 of some kind. So. Yeah, Fortnite Bowl coming this May. 
Yeah. Oh, boy. Hide the kids, hide the wife. It's time for the most passive-aggressive legal action between two large mega-corporations. One that's been accused of ruining gaming. The other one makes phones, really? Phones, I guess, and some computers. But yes, this May, it's Fortnite Bowl! Legal edition. <laughs> Let's go ahead and choose which, com- which multi-billion dollar company we're going to simp for, guys. Mayday, Mayday! See who gets paid! Apparently not, actually, but... <laughs> legal actions. I have to keep that fucking voice up now whenever we have an uh, Apple Epic lawsuit. To you have to now. God fucking yeah. damn it. Yep. It's like the food scientist. God damn it. The, the legal scientist. <laughs> Nothing scientific about that. Like That's like the monster truck. <laughs> legal monster truck announcer. Well, I thought it was Albatross Wrong was our legal... Yeah, uh, Albatross Wrong was our legal expert. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I forgot all about Albatross Wrong. Albatross Wrong. He's a lawyer. We promise. <laughs> that does it for news this week. Uh, yeah, back to slightly longer episode podcasts. Um, we have no listener mail this week. If you wanted to contact us, how would you go about doing that, Henry? You would contest uh, try to contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast gmail.com spells it sounds down the show notes, except to ra, except to ra. You know the drill. Send them in. But yeah, that does for a little podcast this week. Um, yeah. Anything you two want to talk about before we close this sucker out? Um, I guess I'll just say, you know, keep an eye out for my... Yeah, you got uh, that stream upcoming. Yeah, the week-long stream. Not, like, week-long forever week-long, but, like, I'll be streaming throughout the whole week. More, if, several hours. I'm taking a whole week off of work. If you're not freebasing powdered Red Bull to stay awake for an entire week, what are <laughs> you even doing, Alex? Yeah, true. Uh, I I might I might just be a bankster and buy some uh some bang energy drinks and then turn that into vape juice and vape into my fucking PC tower. <laughs> we both know there's a PC out there that runs on bang energy drinks, so like no. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. I, liquid cooling is a nightmare for people. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, uh, so you can catch me on all my platforms. Uh, if you want to hear audio, you would do it on Facebook Gaming. If you want to just pretend to make up my dialogue, uh, you can watch me on Twitch. Um, and it'll be Mave Online across all the platforms. Oh, and YouTube, too. I don't know what YouTube's going to do as far as my audio goes, but yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Indeed. Henry? Yeah, I'll, I am Kraken Zero. That is Z E R Zero on all on platforms such as Twitch and Instagram and Facebook. And if you follow my Instagram or and or Facebook, then I'll always post on there before I go stream. I'll probably I might I'm thinking about finally getting around to streaming the 
like you know 500 bazillion games that I got through the social activism uh the bundle for social activism or so- social justice mm. and uh yeah and there's I'll, I am going to have to scan through there. I already have looked through them all to see which... There are quite a few of them that are, like, asset packs, mm. you know, for making your own game, and I may do something with those and, like, make a game on stream. And there are some that are just, like, tabletop RPGs. There's a couple of those, too, that it's like, I'm not going to be able to just play those myself. So, Yeah. But for the most part, they are mostly video games, and I'm kind of interested in playing through a lot of them. I own a couple of them already, but most of them I don't. Mostly I do not have any of the games. Like, most of the games. I don't have most of the games, I'll say that. Keeping that backlog stacked. Yep. But, yeah, that's it for me. Um, I'll probably have some streams upcoming this week. I don't know. My my Thursday night obligation will in theory be ending either this week or next week, so I'll have Thursday night streams back in theory, but we'll see if that actually happens. More mm. importantly, Armchair Guardians is coming back. Mm. Oh. We're resurrecting that shit show of a podcast, so yeah, it's, nice. it's coming back. Cool Quick break. Beans. It's coming back. I fixed it so it's on more platforms now. <laughs> Go listen if you want more Destiny talk. I tried to hold off. I could fucking talk for like three hours right now, but I'm like, no one wants to hear that in this <laughs> podcast. But yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, who wants to close it out? Cue the metal.